Welcome to Interviewer, the podcast where we talk about all things virtual reality. I am Chris Miranda, your host, and on today's show, I have uh, Anticleric slash Blair Renault, the uh, lead designer behind Technolust, a, a super awesome upcoming uh, virtual reality game. Welcome on the show, Blair. Thank you. Nice so to be here. I'm, I'm super excited to have you. Uh, so, so Blair, we've just uh, sort of gone back from uh, the SVVR con. You, uh, so you know, you've you've May tenth was the last day of your Kickstarter. Congratulations on a on a successful Kickstarter campaign, by the way. Thank you. Um, bef- so before we go SVVR, uh, let's let's talk Technolust. Um, right. and and so Kickstarter wise, you know, how did that process go? You know, and and how you know why did you guys decide a Kickstarter in the first place? Uh, well. We don't, we don't have any money, yeah. so, <laughs> um, yeah, basically I've been doing, uh, I've been working in film most recently doing visual effects and stuff, and uh, I got my, my developer kit and realized that this is, this is it, this is the future, so I convinced my, my partner that uh, this is the way to go, but... Uh, yeah, we we needed the funds, yeah. <laughs> so we we ran the the campaign and it went really well. Luckily, um, it's a lot of work though. Like I didn't didn't get much development done over the last month, but but I'm sure yeah. it'll start it'll start picking up. You know, as as things simmer down and and get, things get settled settled out, right? Yeah, yeah, I've been going crazy. Like uh, even even today, as, as crazy as I can go. You know, being jet lagged and whatnot, but. <laughs> And, and so, Technolust. What is it? How do you describe it to people? You know, all, all that good stuff. What's the What's the elevator spiel? Uh, it's a virtual reality cyberpunk adventure uh, set in kind of a near future, but uh, like like retro future, um, based on the eighties and nineties vision of cyberpunk, kind of. Yeah, and and I've played uh, Technolust the, the demo, and and whoever hasn't, I I must encourage you to download it because it's um, you know I can it's like peering into the mind of of someone's uh or, or peering into the universe of someone's mind in there. Uh, I I can see all the different you know aesthetic aspects of it, like you know how uh, you got the TV broadcast going on, and it's got that CNN esque sort of style and then you know and then you got the the soda pop machine it's yeah in the arcade where you go into the internet world i'm I'm hope i'm not spoiling too much but it's super i mean it's just super immersive and it feels like you guys had this thing uh you know what was your biggest inspiration uh designing technolas um i think just vr in general you know like uh when i got my my dk1 i downloaded pretty much every demo out there <clears throat> and there was it wasn't what i was expecting i was like where's where's the cyberpunk where's the like i don't know just yeah like the a- anything like blade runner kind of like anything mm-hmm. in the cyberpunk genre so uh i guess i had to make it myself <laughs> <laughs> um i'd also just finished reading ready player one kind of on the 
on on Palmer's uh, uh, endorsement of it. Uh, I was watching a video with him, and he was talking about it, and I was like, oh, I haven't read that. And uh, it was amazing. I, I I didn't actually read it. I got the the Will Wheaton audiobook version of it, nice. which I highly recommend. It was really good. Wow. Yeah, well, it uh, sounds like I got I got something else to do on my on my bucket list. Yeah, I've read the book. It's a, it's a really really good book. And you know, when I look at Technolust, I I feel like you guys are trying to st tell a story here. A, a lot of uh, VR demos and games are 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 just demos and games, but you guys are going the route of of telling me a story and feeling being a part of this story. Um, what are what 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 sort of what's going on in this world? What what is you know what am I doing in terms of the story? Well, I guess, I guess that kind of comes from, from my, my film background and like, you know, aspiring <laughs> sci-fi writer background. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's just a, a sci-fi story, right? Like mm -hmm. I, I want the, the player to, to kind of feel like it's a, it's a believable science fiction, which, I've been told it is the hallmark of, of a good science fiction is that it's kind of like predictive, right? Mm. Um, so there's, you know, 3D printing is big. This is like a near future. I'm thinking like it's 20, 30-ish. Um, so yeah, everyone's got a 3D printer. Uh, the governments have been kind of taken over by, by corporations and... Uh, you're just you're just a regular person kind of thrown into um, like a, a, a revolutionary movement um, against the corporations and greed and whatnot yeah I and that's something that sort of spoke to me when when you guys are talking about how you know in the game we're like only the rich can 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 build things or, or create things or and, and then you know how there's this the, you know you're right. Good science fiction. I, I didn't even know that. Like a good science fiction is believable, and and I can see being in that world, feeling like, holy shit, this could actually happen. And you know, you look around you if you and and, and I I tend to pay attention too much to what's going on in the news and the world around me, and and I and I'm realizing like, holy fuck, techno lust is pretty much on on point when it comes to like yeah corporations taking over uh governments and 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 you know pulling the strings of society um it, it it's crazy and so what is the message that you, that you guys is there a message that the player slash uh virtual reality user will, will take away from technolust or you know are you uh, leaving it to interpretation <laughs> I'm, i'm hoping it's it's not too heavy-handed but i'm a little bit of uh <laughs> i don't know if my, my my political views have kind of leaked into <laughs> the story a bit but i'm a bit of a you know anti anti-corporatist <laughs> i don't know if I, i should say too much but uh but yeah i guess well it's just um you know it, it goes along with with general hacker culture i think um yeah but uh I, i'm not i'm not trying to like force views on anyone like the 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 story is kind of the the rebels against the the corporations are, are kind of painted as as the bad guys so i guess you can you can take it either way yeah um, like you're playing a bad guy to some people right mm -hmm. so it's funny i actually got a, a comment on the on my kickstarter uh about halfway through some guys like 
I backed this project and it looks really great, but I'm really against the message of anti anti capitalism and anti corporatism. <laughs> like, I find that really strange that you're you're arguing against the game, but telling me that you backed it and you love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I love the fact that this is this is an expression of art. This is you know your game is art. Um, and 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 yeah, it's it's a a true test to our 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 our, our ideals of of freedom of speech and being able to express ourselves. And you know, I don't take it too too seriously. Like I wouldn't take Half Life Two's story too seriously right. either. So uh, I'm I'm with you in terms of yeah, it's 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 art and uh, and whatever you know people take from it they can they can take from it um so that so yeah i don't know like i think i think you're onto something though <laughs> and I, i don't mean to stick too much into the whole corporate taking over the world but it is about power right and you know i feel like we're living in a world where the concentration of power is way too unbalanced on one side right like you know where where the fuck is my democracy these days like you know uh, and so i don't know i i like i like where you're going um and i like the fact that you know we can use vr to educate and and perhaps enlighten people you know through through this new medium of communication and, and information um Do you do you see yourself, you know, in future projects, uh, or or you know later on in the future as as your career develops, you know, incorporating more, uh, you know, how do you say it? your more more of your ideals, more of your uh, views into into games, or are you just gonna create fun, you know, fucking yeah, amazing it's, experiences? It's funny because uh, I'm already working on another project. Well designing it I'm, i'm not actually working on it yet but it's it's so far from from technolust and like my ideals i i, I kind of hinted at it at svbr that it's it's more along the the candy crush like addictive <laughs> crack. the crack of vr i think is what i said at uh <laughs> at svbr but uh yeah it's it, technolust is just it might it might be kind of an expression of, of me more than most things will be. It's because it's, it's the first thing I wanted to do for VR, right? It's, it's kind of like my baby. And it's, it's, you know, and it looks like a labor of love. So I got to commend you and and Chris on, on your, your game. And, uh, um, so by, so you're trying to create sort of, or you're thinking about the the next step ahead, creating a candy crush. In essence, you are going to become the corporations you're trying to fight off against. Yeah. It's it's funny. Actually, I was going to mention that too. Like I, I am a director of a corporation myself. (laughs) So like, there's only so much you can, you know, I can have my views, but there's no way around, uh, the system we've, we've set up. Right. Yeah. Like I, I, I can say that I'm, I'm against a lot of these things, but at the same time, I, I realized that they're kind of a necessary evil to, to get, to get what I need done, done. So, you know, it, that's, it's, it, that's something that I've wrestled with for a long time thinking about like, you know, fuck, you know, how do you make substantive change in our society when, you know, when, when a lot of, you know, aspects of our democracy are, are, are highly just overlooked, you know, protesting doesn't work anymore. And, and I think what we, I, f- I feel like 
in our day and age, what we have to do is play their game and become them and, and then, you know, and then make it our own and crash it, somehow figure out a way to like use it against them. Uh, you know, yeah. the whole capitalism, use capitalism against capitalism and, and, you know, make something more equitable. Oh, here we are talking socialism. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think, well, like the, the main problem isn't, isn't corporations themselves. It's, it's like the structure of the corporation that it's, it's, you know, it's given the rights of a person and their, their sole reason for being around is to consume, right? It's just, it's just a, a, a money greed machine. So until we can get money out of some of these things, it's, uh, <laughs> there's nothing you can do right like, yeah I have, a, I have a communist friend who who thinks that the only way to to keep society stable is to have a like a a revolt every every so often right and kind of overthrow the powers that be and you see it throughout history it, it, it's happened many times and it and it usually does work right and like it happened for america yeah know? It's, uh, it's just something that needs to be done once in a while. I'm not, I'm not telling anyone to take up arms and overthrow your government. So I'm just saying sometimes drastic measures need to be taken for, for serious change to, to and, happen. And it doesn't have to be, uh, you know, it, it just to stay, stick on, the, on, on along those lines, it, it, the drastic change doesn't have to be violent. It doesn't have to be, when you say revolution, it doesn't have to be like this insane anarchistic you know, everybody, you know, it's just a clusterfuck. It, it could be as easy, as easy, I say easy, as a, a constitutional, um, you know, amending the constitution every 50 years and, and right. going back and figuring out, all right, so times have changed in the last 50 years. Let's look at, you know, let's, let's figure out what, what we know, what we've learned in the past and what we can uh, improve on for the future. And you just have this organic growing gar uh, document that, that is, that presents a structure to your society. Um, and so, I mean, who knows, really? At the end of the day, for me, like communism, socialism, capitalism, it's all isms. And these isms are pretty much the same thing. It's just people on the bottom and then people on the top. And uh -huh. someone's always, always winning. And it's it sucks. It has to be that way. I feel like, uh, you know, being a part of the 21st century, I, I'm, I've, I'm witnessing a, a, a light of great hope in the Internet and being able to one day dream of a, of a day where we will vote on the internet and you and, and govern ourselves through the internet um yeah. is that a you, do you think that's a, even a possibility oh definitely like the, the internet is like the greatest equalizer in the world right now you know like education is is the biggest thing if 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 you can look anything up like just by going to Google and typing it in and getting the answers to things like if if everybody did that consistently, I think a lot of our problems would be solved, mm -hmm. you know, and, and like I say that as as, you know, like a middle class white guy in North America. Uh, so it's easy for me, but, you know, it's, it's going to take a while for that to spread across the world. And even in North America, a lot of people don't uh, they don't care to learn. <laughs> you know, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of ignorance out there just on things in general. So I don't know. <laughs> I might sound a little bit pessimistic, but no, I, uh, I, I think it's realistic in in the sense that there are people out there, not everyone, obviously, but there are people out there who want to be willfully ignorant. Um, and that 
I don't know that I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> like I I know people who who just don't want to know the truth about what's going on. They don't know they don't want they don't want to know about what's happening in Syria. They don't want to know about Bahrain or uh-huh. Libya or Tunisia. They don't want to know about uh Ukraine. They don't want to know about you know all sorts of shit going on and and I guess I don't blame them because the world is fucking depressing once you start looking at, yeah. at, at you know but it's also a, a beautiful place where amazing things are constantly happening and i don't know i i don't i try not to let all the negative shit get to me um but i i pay it but that's yeah. what's funny is we have to purposely be ignorant of ignorance to be happy <laughs> so it's like we're doing the same thing it's just you know up one level kind of yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh man, we humans, we're we're so fucking weird. I swear. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you think? Uh, do you think? You know, you talk about education, and and I feel like with VR coming into fruition, we could change education forever, uh, because I feel like human beings are. Uh, and I know for for example for me I'm I'm much more of a visual learner I love learning through uh seeing things uh, you know I would dream again I'm constantly dreaming of shit uh, of a day where I can uh, well I'll, where I'll be able to go into a classroom a VR classroom and understand the abstract principles of particle physics and quantum mechanics uh shown to me in front of my face and surrounding me all around me um i don't I'm know 100 sure that can be described visually <laughs> but i get what you're getting at yeah it, well yeah it really abstract abstract stuff like that like i you know i in math when high school i was just like i did algebra all the way to like 11th grade because <laughs> i was just like i can't i i don't have the the focus to uh like i, I just couldn't have the focus and it, i don't know and it was just didn't have the uh, the right teachers although that's a cop out to say um but yeah it sucked you know i i wish i had much more of a a more of a mathematical a stronger yeah. mathematical background and i think vr uh could do that for a lot of kids out there um do, are you in that in that position do you think vr could change education or is or are we stuck in the same paradigm? I think it could definitely change education. I'm not sure about math specifically. Like I, I'm in the same boat as you. I, I, I don't know any algebra. <laughs> like I, I'm so non-math-brained. Uh, like I'm purely visual. Um, so some of these abstract mathematical concepts uh, just some people i don't know i don't maybe i'm copping out too like I'm saying that you know some people just can't wrap their heads around that but they're more they're more visually oriented um but it, vr will definitely impact education like hmm. or you know even even the most obvious things like like history you know like simpsons did it yeah. <laughs> you know everyone put on your vr helmets and it's like hey we're on the battlefield with genghis khan Eat what I eat, defile what I defile. <laughs> you know, <laughs> to, to put somebody in in a place uh, definitely um, it it helps them remember things better. You know, like uh, just having someone droning on at the front of a classroom uh, isn't enough. Sometimes, mm-hmm. a lot of the time, I think. 
And so when you you're talking about how you're not super uh, math inclined, and yet you're a, a programmer creating a game, don't you have to deal with mathematical like vectors and all that stuff when you're when you're creating uh, things inside a virtual world, right? Like, uh, not really. I um I always find a way around it. Ah, <laughs> uh, I like using, you. I'm using a visual uh, programming language, so it's all just like. Pi or not pi, uh, like flowcharts kind of thing. Nice. And I, you know, I, I, I cheat a lot of the time. You know, like to for in Technolust to to pick up objects. You know, you're supposed to people use like ray casting and stuff, uh, which which already sounds too complex to me. So I just put a, like an invisible box hanging off the front of your face, like a, like an extra long nose. And that's your collision box. And when that collides with something, you're looking at it. <laughs> you know, like I, I totally cheat every chance I can. I, I just cheat because yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to think about math. Well, <laughs> it's distracting. Or you're, or, or you're quite the genius because you're, I mean, it isn't like, um, you know, you're, there's so many ways to solve problems right and you are you know you're you're cheating i mean you some people call it cheating or shortcutting other people wow. might say this is efficiency this you're making the production line faster um and that's that's really cool because i i was of the impression that if you wanted to become a virtual reality developer or a, a game programmer you had to be well founded in maths no no we're not astrophysicists <laughs> i'm not anyway uh, it's it's you know, like Technolus is, is almost purely visual. There's not, I don't know, there's not, I, I can't see a reason that I would have to have math in there. You know, it, there's some kind of, it can all be represented visually though, right? Mm -hmm. Like you have to do kind of flowchart kind of math where, you know, like this affects this and then that affects two other things kind of, kind of like cascading down, but that's not... You know, I don't have to type in numbers. I'm not. I'm not scripting things. Like I'm really bad with with syntax and in programming languages. Uh, like, it's like it literally is like learning a new language, right? And mm. I'm not a very good speller either. So, <laughs> you know, in in programming, if, if you miss a comma, your your game's broken. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I try and avoid that as much as possible. Yeah, it's cool because computers can understand your commands to the T but yeah. but if but but because they command they understand your commands to the T they're also flawed by the fact that if one single misstep it's always human error I guess it's also like and and then yeah. your your whole game is broken um so going back to the whole candy crush uh VR experience you know what is what do you think is is going to be the most money making app out there? Um, is it going to be the porn? Is it going to be the casino type of experiences? Is it going to be the tourism type of experiences? Is it going to be games? For example, this at a, I don't know if it was Gardner, but uh, in the in this first quarter of 2014, North American gamers spent more than 4.6 billion dollars on uh, video games. Uh -huh. That's fucking crazy. Um, yeah, it's a lot of money. So, what do you think is going to be the thing that makes the most money uh, in in the v, in the VR industry. It'll be porn, <laughs> followed <laughs> followed closely by things. I think VR is great for. I know people. I, I think um, Ben Lang actually talked about this uh, on on the panel at SVVR that uh, 
microtransactions aren't going to be as annoying because you will feel like you're actually purchasing something physical, right? Like if mm. you if you've got you know I can get a this crazy sword um, and it's it's five bucks, but you can hold the sword in your hand and examine it up close, right? And like all the little etchings in it and everything, you're like, wow, that sword looks like it's worth a couple thousand bucks. Mm-hmm. So you don't feel as bad like dropping five bucks on it, right? Because it's, it's a, a, like a tangible thing. Um, so I think I think microtransactions are going, going to be huge uh, in, in any sort of virtual world because they're no longer microtransactions. It's, it's just virtual world transactions that you might be doing with a virtual currency as well, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> you're buying uh, you're buying these crazy things for your home that's that's just <laughs> not actually your home it's a virtual home wow that's true that's crazy just thinking about that because it's it, yeah you you would have uh, uh, fuck i want a couch I'll, I'll buy this couch for 99 cents and yeah that's mm-hmm. a nice one it's and, and you, can... you see it in second life already mm-hmm. right like I've, I've got some friends that are like addicted to second life and uh you know, if they stopped buying things in Second Life, they would be making tons of money. But it's just, <laughs> you know, they just spend all of their money on stuff because it's like, it feels like you're spending money. It's like, I'm going to go shopping. I can't afford to shop in, in the real world. So, you know, I'll go shopping in Second Life. And it satisfies people because, like, you become, like, you believe that the world is like a real place. Yeah, and with VR, it's going to be just that much more visceral, that much more, uh, it, and I wonder, like, you know, this is something that I thought about, I think a lot about, is having an economy uh, grow inside of the metaverse that will all eventually um, overlap or overtake uh, the other superpowers in terms of, uh, you know, because I think that, you know, there's so much... There's so many flaws with our current system of human organization. Like, you know, you call it capitalism, call it globalization, call it whatever you want. But, you know, we're under this, we're in this paradigm where, like, where, where everyone is what wants to consume um, infinitely almost. You know, you, this market economy where it, it assumes that we can, that the planet Earth can support infinite growth. And, and infinite growth, can, you know, assumes infinite consumption. And that's... There's way too many fucking people to, you know, for for to have uh, on planet Earth already to have like in a North American or developed world lifestyle all over the place. It, it, unless we change our energy systems dramatically, and that won't happen. So what I'm saying is, VR in the metaverse could be a place where we could relu- we could reduce pollution by by a lot. We could by not having people commute we could reduce i don't know crime uh the, the the spread of disease like you know uh some scientists were saying earlier that they want to ban handshaking because it is just as uh the as as germ spreading as uh or just as bad as smoking secondhand smoking in terms of people getting sick um so so is that is that is is that something that is feasible that is tangible in your mind that we will be able to start creating this whole new economy uh, eventually? Yeah, definitely. Like um, Palmer talked about that uh, um, on a panel on the weekend. Also, he was like, "Yeah." Somebody asked him about the the. Mo- he mentioned that 
the metaverse is like a moral imperative and it for the reasons you just listed listed right like not everyone can have everything they want out here in meat space but in in virtual reality you can do that and you know i, I already I, I might be ahead of the curve but i i work from home i don't commute uh you know, like I hang out and socialize a lot through the through the computer. It's uh, you know, I use PayPal. I don't even have it like a real credit card. I use PayPal. <laughs> it's like it's all it's all digital now. Well, you know? PayPal. How do how do how do, so you don't use a credit card at all? I mean, you just how does PayPal replace the credit card system? Well, most most places let you use PayPal instead oh, of a credit card. If they don't, I borrow my girlfriends. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, nice. Yeah, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the credit card. They just won't let me have one anymore. So. Yeah, well, <laughs> high fives to uh, working from home because yeah, I, yeah, I'm yeah. you. But, uh, but, yeah, it's totally going to go that way. I don't see why why it wouldn't. You know, like, you even things like as simple as going to the doctor. Say say you, you've got a weird, uh, a weird growth or something. You, you step into the booth get your photo scan, the doctor puts on his rift, examines you up close, you know, like, there's, there's not a lot of reason for people to, uh, to walk around outside anymore, mm. you know, like, my, my girlfriend commutes to work every day, like, an hour both ways, okay. uh, to an office where all she's doing is sitting in front of a computer, like, why, you know, like, people are still kind of stuck in this, uh, I, I, I think it'll start to go away pretty quickly, but it's just like the end of a office generation kind of dying off, hopefully. Yeah, either either yeah, either peak oil will will make it so, or or something else. Uh, because you know when, and it's not. I don't know how far along this will be, but it, we will reach a day where people will have to pay ten, twenty dollars for a gallon of gas. Uh-huh. Um, and I, you know, I don't know when that is. Uh, I don't know, how, but you know, it, it's just I think it's a matter of time. And I, fuck, I hope I buy, I get a Tesla by then. Uh, <laughs> damn, dude, I, those Tesla, god damn, oh, they're, they're so wicked. yeah, they're so yeah. wicked and fucking awesome. Yeah, uh, give me your highlights about the San Silicon Valley Virtual Reality Conference and Expo. What what did you what did you take away with? What did you like most? All that good stuff. The highlights. Um, well, the the top of the list is the people. Like it was great to see everybody. Had a really great time. Even after the conferences, you know, going to the bar and just hanging out with some people. Um, Morpheus blew my mind. I was not expecting it to be as good as it was. Hmm. I was like, uh, uh, maybe maybe it's because I enjoyed beating up on things. <laughs> but uh, like I have the move controllers, and the only game I have is is the fight lights out. Just because I loved like one to one fighting you don't you don't get to fight in real life mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's nice to be able to like pick up a sword and and bash on something once in a while yeah but the the movement in morpheus was it was so good it was it was really good i was i was impressed and i love that they're you know like dk2 i'm sure is is great like i try i tried it i played couch nights mm-hmm. but it's not the same thing because of what oculus wants us to do with vr right mm-hmm. right now which is sit there uh so i felt like playing couch nights okay why am why am i playing this in vr rather than you know someone can make a hologram 
game where I'm playing with these knights in my real living room, right? Um, So, like, Morpheus lets you, they want you to stand up and walk around. Maybe it's just that I haven't got to do that in VR yet, so that that kind of got me. Yeah. Uh, But I really liked it. Um, What else? I didn't get to try that big crazy treadmill. That was weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't weird. Like it, it's amazing. Like oh, that was my first thought of like how the holodeck must work before I got the technical manual and learned how it actually worked. But like, <laughs> you know, like you need a way to be able to walk around. Mm-hmm. So that was neat. Um, Prio VR, I'm excited about, but not for gaming. I want to, I want to use that for like a custom motion capture studio. Nice be amazing you know like to be able to go into your your own game and say okay i am this character play out the animations you want and have it be recorded you know it's it's like it's like acting and you can you can do that for the for the whole game and all the characters uh, i would really love to be able to do that mm-hmm. yeah it would um, be amazing yeah what else was good uh, I had some good burgers. Nice. <laughs> oh, oh uh, Palmer, I, I think I was the first one to see him coming in. He was like just walking up to the uh, the registration table. So I was just like, Palmer, and I just gave him a high five and kept walking. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't get to talk to him, but it's fine. I actually saved him from some people that were crowding him at one point. Nice. I felt bad for the guy. He's, he's like surrounded by people. And he just kind of looks miserable. And I'm like, uh, so I walk over and I'm like, what are we doing? We all bugging Palmer? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, you know where I can get some food? So I pointed him over to the where they just brought out the cheese and crackers or whatever. And he's like, thanks. He just ran away. Nice. <laughs> so those were my only interactions with Palmer. But, uh, I hope he appreciates it. Nice. Yeah, I'm sure he does. And yeah, the 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 whole conference was just. Uh, I felt like it went by too fast. <laughs> I oh, yeah, you know, I got in there the first day. See, the first day I I I took the route of you know what I'm just gonna I'm just gonna lounge for a bit and and just enjoy these talks. And 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 then later on, you know, I'd be like, and then I'll, I'll have time. I'll have enough time to network. But no, I, I didn't. Like towards the second day, I'm like, holy shit! I'm I was scrambling around, you know, trying to talk to as many people as I could because it was just, yeah, it, I don't know if there was enough time to be able to take in all the presentations and panels and then and then to be able to network at the same time. Um, but and, and luckily they they recorded them. Apparently they've been recorded professionally and they'll all be uploaded to the talks. Nice. Looking forward to that. Yeah. In terms of yeah. the the treadmill, that you know, going back to that for a sec, what do you think is going to solve the problem of locomotion in virtual reality? Well, for now, I think we're just going to have to deal with not moving very far and having safe living rooms. Um, I don't know. Like I've I've tried everything, and you know, I, I have some some maybe against the grain views on all of these, all of these control schemes, actually like motion controls, uh, things like the Omni. I just, uh, I don't think, I don't think they're there yet. I don't think anyone's come up with the the right solution to, to any of these problems. Um, that treadmill, I, I didn't, I didn't get to try it, but it, that looks like it would work to me, <laughs> you know, but, uh, I don't know how safe it is. Um, so for now, I think uh, I think we're just gonna have to wait until. I, I said this on a panel too that um, 
you know, uh, I'm waiting for the, the Oculus of, of motion controls to come along. Mm-hmm. You know, some, somebody just one day will, will be like Palmer sitting at home buying all of this crap and being like, no, hate it, hate it, hate it. I'm going to make the right one and then they'll do it and I'll be happy and I'll support them in my games. <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw, well, I saw two, three guys. One one of them was showing, was, was trying to... Uh... Uh, pitch his VR walking shoe, uh, mm-hmm. which is... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was... He, 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 it's not... Uh, that was just like a prototype, though, right? Yeah. Just like a 3D printed one. Yeah, so yeah, it's not... Him. That's interesting. It was interesting. I was I was really thinking about it, like, how that... You know, I've, I, I roller skated before, um, mm-hmm. and I've... And I've just wondered, like, how how would that work? I'm, I was really intrigued by it. I, hopefully mm-hmm. next year he can bring it along and it'll be a lot better developed because I, I'd love to see it. If that could be, you know, because just not having to deal with a, a giant treadmill or a giant something in your living room, all you know, I I can dig that. I can dig something very minimal. Um, I just like no matter what though, I don't think it's ever going to feel right. Mm. Like you can't, I can't walk on the spot and feel right. I can't like shuffle my feet and feel right. Like I'm I'm walking. Like it'll always just be kind of replacing your thumb with some other awkward movement right mm-hmm. until until we have a holodeck where we can make the, <laughs> the the actual ground move around you but i guess the treadmill is is close yeah and i don't know about skating or, or like you know the omni the foot sliding thing i haven't tried it but it it, it looks awkward yeah I, I it's definitely one of those things where i, I need to try it uh for sure to get like a better handle on it um in terms of gloves though like did you see? Uh, it was two guys showing off a glove. One, the gauntlet. The gauntlet, and then there was the other one. Um, and there was another guy from from Louisville. I, I can't remember, but he was. But they were both uh, taught, pitching a glove. Um, I didn't get to see the Louisville guys' prototype. I don't think he had one, but he. But it was. Uh, yeah, but it's interesting. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm really intrigued by like. You know, when is the haptic glove going to arrive? Who had, you know, who's really, really on top of this right now? And I don't, I don't know. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I saw, I saw a video. Um, it was for something else, and it was just a, like a pen, um, that had like haptic feedback. So there was like a a, a sphere on the screen, mm-hmm. and you know, the, the the pen was was stopped. It was on like this armature. So like as you were going across the surface of the sphere. It, it, it kind of stopped you so that it would arc the right way. Uh, I don't know if I'm explaining that well, but uh, like that, that's the answer to that kind of stuff. You know, like that, that gauntlet glove, that's a really rough prototype that that guy has, but he's on, he's on to the right thing. Like you need to be able to stop people, mm-hmm. not, not just vibrate them or like slide something across them. You need, in the end, you're going to be in some sort of crazy mech suit that, that can, you know, stop you no matter which direction you're, you're trying to do so that you, when you touch that surface, you're stopped by it. Yeah, or like when I'm holding that, that sword handle, I, I, you know, I can't grip past a certain point, right? I'm, like yeah. I'm actually, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a very interesting uh, challenge to think about, you know, because I don't know, I can't think of a... I, mean, I thought about like a material that could conduct electricity and can get uh, flaccid and intense depending on the current, mm-hmm. and then you try to grab an object and I, I don't know how that would map out with with 
with with the club the glove but that's what i figured and then i thought oh shit well someone's gonna get electrocuted I don't even know if that's actually a thing. Yeah, I, no, I can't. I'm just, you know, throwing that out of my, out oh, of my right. butt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I feel like that would be. Uh, these are hard problems, though. They, they these are. are. These are problems for people, people like Palmer, you know, that dedicate. Uh, well, I guess like people like Six, Six Sense are, are are trying and Pryo and everything. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm not really interested until until there's a good solution. You know, I like. I don't, I don't want to like shoot myself in the foot and say like, I don't, you know, like throw these, these companies under the bus, but I'd yeah. really rather not support them because I don't think they're there. And I think they, they actually break immersion rather than, than add to it. Yeah. And it's so early in, into this. I mean, I feel like, um, you know, it, it's so early in, the, in, in, into the game and, and I feel like, um, we will this this conversation will be a lot differently to a lot different two years from now but i hope so yeah yeah, i I just hope it's uh yeah i i I hope someone because here's the thing about hardware it has to work like a microwave like uh, it just has to it just it has to work in a way where like you just don't think about it it's just there you you throw in your food and the microwave heats it up and you do it you know rinse and repeat and it always works and that's the thing about these new devices that i feel like you know, pre or, or 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 STEM or whichever. Like I feel like they're they're not that there yet to that a hundred percent where it's like a microwave. Like you know, and I'm sure yeah. the engineers recognize that. I'm sure they're they're hard at work at, at in all those aspects. But yeah, it's a tough, tough, tough place to arena to be in. I feel like mm-hmm. if you're gonna be in VR, uh, the best place to make money is in software. Um, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that'd be great. What do you What do you think? Where is where Where do you think the mo the best position people are at at this point? Uh, yeah, I think it's software as well. Like even Oculus thinks it's software. You know, like they're talking about giving giving away the rift at cost. That means that they're going to make their money somehow. It's mm-hmm. got to be through through software, right? We see them hiring like big art directors and stuff recently, um, and and talking about helping support indie developers. So, yeah, it's, it's right now it's software. Like the Rift is your your microwave right now, right? Like you put it on, it's a no-brainer, it works. So that's everybody else's problem for the time being. Like every, everyone else has to figure out the control schemes and stuff. And people doing software that's decent will hopefully hopefully do well for the first little while anyway. Yeah. Until Facebook stops us all with whatever they're making. Yeah. <laughs> So, so going back to Technolust for a little bit, what? So again, once again, congratulations. What does the what does raising sixty four thousand dollars? What? How far does that get you? What? What will you guys be able to provide uh, your backers with now that you've with with now you now that you have this funding? Well, it adds a lot because mm-hmm. you know thirty is not really enough, <laughs> <laughs> which was what our goal was. But uh, you know, we had to be realistic. It's like, well, what? what can we get? Like what's, what's the most we think uh, we can get without failing. So 60 definitely opens up some doors. It's allowed us to, you know, get the, the 3d photo scanning stuff in, which I think will, will be crazy. It's, it's just going to add so much to be able to walk up to like a 
a, a hyper realistic looking person mm. in VR and hopefully not have them really awkwardly animate and scare the crap out of you. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's just, and it's, and it's allowing us to kind of branch out as well, right? Like being, being safe to, to make Technolust has allowed me to, uh, think about maybe contracting somebody else to, to help out. Um, well, like we're, we're doing, uh, an original score. That was one of the stretch goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, We've got a modeler that's going to help us out with some stuff and an animator. Um, so mostly the money's going to other people to make <laughs> to make the game better. Hmm. And then, uh, yeah, so we're not we're not making any money off of it yet, which is a bit of a drag. But you know, it's early. Yeah, like I, I, we're like what three three four months into it, not even. Yeah. So how and how long do you think do you anticipate it'll take for you guys to be a hundred percent finished? Um, well, it's been pushed back a little bit just because of, I wasn't expecting Kickstarter to be as much work as it was and mm-hmm. pretty much require my full attention. Um, but I, I work really fast, uh, which is good. So we're, we're definitely going to give backers something to play with for July, like for the DK2s. Yes. Um, sorry, backers at the right tier anyway, um, which will not be a complete game. That'll be, you know, hopefully we'll have positional tracking in and whatever I can manage to, to get in there. And then uh, I'll, I'll give them another one a bit later, like as I, as I finish more stuff. Um, we were going for September for a final release, but that will probably be pushed back a little bit as well, just because, you know, because of this missing time. I, I might be at E3 next week also, or like, was that two weeks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so like that takes me, everything I do outside of just working on the game helps the game, but it also, you know, takes me away from it for a bit, but like this year, hopefully. For sure. (laughs) And you're not, so at this point you're not, are you, are you, are you guys thinking about planning it, planning to launch along with the Oculus or are you, so I guess you're going in. Head first without without the uh, without you know CV one. Uh, well, it would be nice if if CV one was out. I don't know. Like no one's approached me and asked me, you know, to to make something exclusively for them. Mm. So I, I had some really good conversations with the the Morpheus guys at SVVR, and it seems like they're they're looking for for content. And their SDK is apparently this, pretty much the same as Oculus. So you know, if one of them launches first, maybe maybe it'll launch on that platform. But like, I don't see any reason to be exclusive to anyone unless they offer me like some insane amount of money, you know, mm-hmm. up front. So uh, yeah, but that, that's that's what, another reason. Like, I'm not I'm not too worried about it not shipping in September. Is like the people that have the hardware will already have the game. Yeah. Um. So you know, it's no big deal. Well, I like your style. You're not you're you're not trying to put your your eggs in all in, in one basket. But how does the how you know if if you are able to transfer Technolust over to Morpheus, how will the interface work considering now that Morpheus 
Well, I I don't know if it's I don't think this is this this is more of a non-question just because I think about think about how Morpheus is a standing experience versus Oculus is a sitting experience. Will that at all you know mess with the design of the game when when you're trying to port well, it? Out? I don't think so. They, okay. it's a, it's a standing experience for for the demos they had yeah. there. Um, but like you don't even need to use the move controllers. You can use your your um, just your DualShock or where, or whatever they call it for the PS4. Yeah. Uh, so no, I think it should it should be fine. And my, I'm planning on getting stem support into Technolust. Uh, so yeah, it should 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 be the same. Hopefully. I yeah, I'm super excited for that. So tell me about Rob Fort. Where is he? And oh my god, I have who, no idea. Who is he? <laughs> <laughs> Recently, he, he was supposed to have gone to rehab. Or who is something. who is Rob Ford? First of all, for those oh, who don't, he's, a, he's the the crackhead mayor of our city, uh, <laughs> at Toronto where I live. Um, yeah, are you allowed to just bash the mayor? Yeah, I guess so. Right? I'm just I'm just I'm just curious because I I want I've I haven't spoken to anyone uh from from Toronto and right. I I want to know like what do people who actually live there think about what. You know, cause oh, I, uh, yeah. I'm not a good representation, obviously. Like, I didn't vote for him. <laughs> but uh, obviously a lot of people did. Because there he is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, he, I think he's an idiot. <laughs> 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 he's just an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, yeah, you guys are in a weird uh, Twilight Zone world where he can get away with something like, he says something like, um... You know, I would never. I did not go on. I I I did not go down on her. I didn't taste her pussy. Yeah, I didn't taste her pussy. I got enough at home with my wife. I, I was, and he's like, "Holy shit, you're the mayor of Toronto. You can." Yeah, it's weird, man. Because like, I guess I guess Canadians are are very like politically correct. Um, to the in the public anyway, right? Um, so it we're I think it's we're almost so politically correct in in like. And things like that. That when something like that happens, we just don't know what to do. Like we don't have laws that say, "Oh, you can't say pussy is the mayor," or "or you're fired." Like we don't. I don't think laws like that exist in the states either. No. Nope. Like it, you, you should just <laughs> know enough that like not to do that. So I don't know. I don't know what to do about the fucking mayor. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. I, I mean, I, I, I'm sorry for. I, I mean, I'm sure there's public services and and things that need to get, shit that needs to get done uh, properly. Oh yeah, well but. that's the great thing about the like the way we run our, our systems in Canada. Like our, our government bodies, uh, like no one person is really that important. You know, like mm. the the mayor makes decisions, but his decisions still have to go through like votes by uh, like a, a group of people, like. No, nobody has like ultimate power over anybody nice so so like so what he's he's gone he's in rehab they stripped him of most of his powers anyway that was one thing they could do when when he was obviously being an idiot was basically remove all of his powers from But him how how long did it take for people to realize holy shit this guy's crazy you know was it like in the first year of his you know of his term in office or what Yeah, well, like I said, I didn't vote for him, so I knew yeah. right away. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, like, but the problem is, uh, Toronto has kind of amalgamated all of these these suburbs around it. This is my theory, anyway. Mm -hmm. So, like, Toronto's a, a big city, uh, but we've got all these like outlying suburban communities that might be like more 
right wing leaning. Um, so, but they all get a vote as to who's our mayor now. So everybody I know, like everybody in the in the city core of Toronto, thinks he's an idiot. But he people love him in polls, so they're polling all of these these outside regions, right? Mm. So I think uh, I think that's our problem. Yeah. But what can you do? Yeah. <laughs> what a weird. Again, you guys are t- are stuck in the twilight zone. I swear. Yeah. That's... Pretty odd. It's funny to see him like on American television all the time, too. You know, like. He's, he's literally a laughing stock of the world. Right he, now, but he's I, still the mayor. I, I like. I read a comment on Reddit. Someone saying he single-handedly just destroyed every single Canadian stereotype ever, ever that's ever existed. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, like, like, like you guys being both pleasant and politically correct, <laughs> and you being no. the nicest of the North Americans. Well, he's funny. We have yeah. that reputation, don't we? Yeah, Come yeah, you do. He's funny. You're, you're Canadians. Yeah, in my, in my, you Canadians are awesome, and the, you are also the horniest people in Second Life. So, uh, you got <laughs> that. that? True? Yeah. That true? In know. my, in my experience. But, but yeah, keep on going, Canada. You guys are awesome. In terms of, uh, again, stupid politics, but you, uh, Australia, and and Canada have had these two governments that are pretty bad in their term in their in, in their environmental record yeah oh with, you mean with like the tar sands yeah stuff? dude is that is that something that is that something that you think about or, or or that that is in the public discussion over there oh yeah 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 we talk about it all the time but it's it's the okay so that that's somewhere where this kind of connects to what we were talking about before that you know it that's all about money Mm-hmm. In, in politics uh so you know the 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 leadership basically is is lobbied by but you know it's the exact same shit in the states hell yeah <laughs> the yeah. Same shit. yeah like so the, there's nothing as an individual really that you can do about it mm-hmm. it's it's all money and politics so until until we can fix that problem there's nothing we can do yeah so, it's really frustrating. It's, I don't know, what's happening in Australia? Uh, what was it? The uh, Hartberg, no, no, Abbott government uh, cut down global, climate change funding by 90%, and they, uh, they're allowing drilling in the Arctic, in, not in the Arctic, in the Great Barrier Reef. Um, uh, in the reef? Yeah, well, I might like get... platforms there? I think they're, they're doing exploratory shit, or something uh, where they... All right, don't quote me on this. Take this for a grain of salt. But I think they're allowing, uh, uh, is it, I think, ships to go by the Great Barrier Reef. Uh, or it's it's something bad. Right, They're like oil shipping lane. Like, yeah, and they're like, the they're destroying their own EPA. It's, yeah, it's it's lame in terms of like their environmental record. And yeah, you're right. right. It's, it's about the money. It's about... Um, you know, if you are, you know, because what is the thing that's powering our civilization right now? It's energy and our addiction to oil. And, you know, like, like, you know, humanity, like a, like a crack addict, we're, we are, you know, on our knees. Like Rob, we're like Rob Ford. Yeah. You know, we're on, yeah, when our, yeah, humanity's on its knees in an alley, in a dark alley, uh, sucking dick to be able to keep, uh, keep, keep its addiction to oil going. Um, it's, it's a lame thing. If you want to get really controversial, I think, uh, another, another big part of the problem is that there's a subsection of people out there, a lot of them in politics that believe that 
like the world is ours to destroy, you know, yeah. like, uh, and they're hoping for it to, to be destroyed, like within their lifetime, yeah. because they're going to get raptured off to some fairyland or something, you know, like there, there's, and, and that goes back to our like education problems yeah. as well, right? Like there's people out there that just believe crazy shit yeah. and they're, they're in power. Yeah. So like, you know, yeah, let's, let's get more. <laughs> yeah. Let's get serious. It's true. No, it's true. And I, and I, and I wonder like, fuck, you know, um, is that, is that, is that a vocal minority? Is that half the population? Is that, ha is that more than, you know, is, is that, is there a trend into, to go in that direction where like, I think it's a, it's a pretty decent portion of the American population mm -hmm. and it's a pretty decent portion, like almost probably in the 90% of, of, of your political people, right? Like well, politicians. the media reflect, I mean, the American media reflects just the worst of, I mean, you know, if it's not, it's not controversial to say that the American mainstream corporate media is total shit. And, oh. you know, and they reflect the views of the people that pay them, which are the corporations. It's just, it's just, it's just a giant scheme. Oh, you know, it's a, I only watch the young Turks now. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you listen to the Joe Rogan experience with, uh, with the young Turks? They did a, they did a, oh, dude, oh, that's a good episode. Uh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Cenk Uygur and, and Joe Rogan go at it for like three hours. It was a re, that was a really good one. For sure. Cool. Yeah. No. And they were talking about like at one point, him, him and uh, Rogan were talking about how uh, how the internet, you know, they these, you know, uh, how the internet is is just changing things and it's paradigm shifting. And I think governments recognize that. Me thinking, I think you know they know that. And for that matter, you know, you got this thing like the FCC where they're trying to clamp down on net neutrality by yeah, creating fast things. That could that won't happen. That's not. It, it won't happen. <laughs> like things spring up. Like people, people will not let their internet get fucked with. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, like we just won't. If 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 your ISP starts fucking with your internet, I will come to your house and show you how to get to the hard line and fuck them. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're. Like, like that's just not cool, man. Like you don't you don't screw with people's internet. Yeah. It's insane. It's yeah, man, because it's just so important. It's so yeah. important. It's part of our infrastructure. It just says, just like a road is important to for us to travel through on cars, the internet is our is is like our Silk Road. And and now you're putting, you know, they want to put checkpoints and and, and uh -huh. fucking yeah. It's just yeah. I I'm, I'm like it goes against. That's what's funny is like so many of these things go against what America is supposed to stand for. You know. Like, what is that aside from limiting free speech and, you know, like, m breaking monopoly laws and things like that? Like, that's, it, it's going so against what what your your country is supposed to stand for. It's it's the money, man. It's the yeah, money. I know. But and that's what's crazy. That's the only way to fix it is get money out of politics. Wolfpack.com. Well, yeah, well, the Wolfpack, you know, and I, and that was like one of the things that I, that I just felt so disillusioned with when I graduated college. I, I'm, I'm naive. I'll say it out loud. I'm naive as fuck. And I, I have, I held, I hold on to these altruistic ideals and I got out of college and I started doing internships at City Hall and, you know, meeting the former mayor and had a, had a chat with him a while ago. And, and after a while I realized, 
damn, dude, you're a whore. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, fuck. I was like... Hope he's not listening. Yeah, he, he don't give a shit. <laughs> he don't give a shit. No one gives a shit. Uh, you know, no one listens to this podcast. Yeah. Uh, really? A couple people. What are you doing here? I, I know. <laughs> I hope they don't, actually. This, this isn't where I was expecting this podcast to go. <laughs> I thought we were going to talk about VR. Well, you've, uh, you've un, uh, unbeknownst to yourself, you've entered the rabbit hole. So, so, okay. so welcome. Um, but... Yeah, man. Uh, that's the thing. I, you know, I'm, I, I'm disillusioned, uh, and and I, and I realize that you know, technology and VR, for example, is, is, is the thing that I don't know. It gives me hope. It gives me hope for the future. It gives me hope for humanity. Um, because there's, there's a lot of work to get done, and if we're gonna survive this century, like, okay, I don't mean to get too pessimistic, but do you think we will experience a world, a world war in our lifetimes? Yeah, me too. Uh, but it's a possibility, you know. Like especially with, uh, I can't, I can't. Some of these places, I can't even go. I can't even talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's there's areas in in the Middle East that we're 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 fighting over, and you know, the, like people on both sides want to see things go badly. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's. Yeah, there's there's problems. I, I I don't think like hopefully some sort of thermonuclear war won't, wouldn't happen just because you know I hope I hope people are smart enough to realize that there's there's no win for anybody in that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't know. War is always happening, and until until America can find a better way to make money, <laughs> um, I think I think. They're always going to be at war with somebody, uh, and it's it's been a problem over the last the last uh, century or two. Yeah. That uh, you know, like that that's basically where your your entire infrastructure is right now. It's it's in building building war machines. So follow me. Hard, hard to get away from. Follow me deeper into the rabbit hole because I have this crazy theory. Uh, and, and again, we're in crazy world, so anything goes here. Uh, I have this crazy theory that, uh, you know, I, th- conspiracy theory, but, uh, you know, but again, I'm half joking here because the tragedy and the fucking madness and misery of, of war is, is nothing, uh, to take too light. But I think that, uh, world wars are just a giant scheme by, <laughs> by, by oligarchs to make money off of death and, 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 and misery. You know, I, you know, I think about like, uh, who, who the fuck benefit from, benefited from, um, World War II or World War One, And I, I think about, oh, okay. Um, GM, Ford, Volkswagen. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's another issue is that a lot of good things come true from the innovation we, we, we have to do during times of war, right? Like yeah. a lot of, a lot of technology. Penicillin. You know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have, yeah, we wouldn't have half of the technology we have for the world wars. So, but I think, I, I think there's other ways to come upon these things, right? Other reasons, you know, and like we, the problem is we've got, we've got these reasons now. Uh, and we're still doing the war thing, you know, like we've got climate change. Yeah. We've got, all of these crazy things that can happen, like the, a solar flare, could wipe us all out. 
nobody nobody even knows that nobody, yeah. <laughs> nobody gives a shit right yeah. but there's things we can do to to like advance ourselves and and figure this shit out yeah would be ideal it's a weird it's a weird thing about humanity how when we're faced with an existential threat we're we're all decks on board and we co- collaborate and we cooperate and we create amazing amazing things and yeah you know yeah the world we live in is a testament to un- the unfortunate you know aspects of of war but also the the positive things like you know the airplane would have never been developed as fast as it did if it wasn't for World War Two, yeah, I exactly. think. Exactly. I just got off of one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah, it's madness. I you know here's the thing. What if we could uh, artificially create uh, an alien invasion, or 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 plan out like holy shit, we see you know we we you know because that's the thing like I'm thinking about like fuck. Uh, you know sh- you know it's funny Reagan said that. Really. Yeah, Reagan said that exact same thing. God damn it! One, one uh, time he was like, "What if, you know, what if there was some sort of alien invasion and we were all brought together? How great, how great that would be for us." Mm-hmm. It's like probably the only poignant thing I've ever heard yeah. <laughs> Reagan say. But because yeah, it would you know just thinking about like look how this multi-trillion-dollar military. Uh, what the things that can afford the U.S. You know, global global hegemony. What if we had a multi-trillion-dollar space program? Holy yeah. shit, we'd be I'd be a starship trooper by now. Um, yeah. And it'd be and I would and and, and I in humanity oh, just as a whole, I think would benefit immensely. I I'm, I'm really looking forward to the day where we find life in another out of uh, in space somewhere. You know, whether it be a microbe on Titan or Europa or whether it be a civilization beaming, because I think the universe is big enough uh, yeah. to to say that we're alone, you know, is 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 the, the universe is beyond big enough. Yeah. Like, but this is, this goes back to the problem of of just general education. You know, like me, you and I can look up at the sky and just be blown away and thinking for hours on end about how crazy it is out there. Most people don't look past their nose. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like people are worried about, you know, what what the stock prices are and shit. They don't they don't care about like every, everyone thinks so provincially. They think like this is it. This is, you know, Earth is it. Yeah. It's it's depressing because like the the space program, like losing the shuttle program alone is like are you kidding me? It's That's a tragedy. ridiculous. Like you guys are spending so little of your budget on the space program to begin with and look how much like benefit it's brought us. Mm-hmm. It's, and, uh, yeah, it's sad. It is sad. I, it sort of makes me want to turn into a supervillain so I can, uh, so I can have humanity turn against me. And <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, at the same time, like, like we were saying, maybe, maybe the metaverse is, is the way to go. Maybe instead of, instead of looking out, people will look in and that will be good enough. I think some, some crazy Australian dude during the 60 second pitches said that, that same thing. He's like, you know, we can, we can go in here and explore out there. Oh, and no, it was, uh, sorry, it wasn't that crazy Australian dude. It was, uh, it was Philip uh, Rosedale <laughs> was talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> it was also a crazy dude. Yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah, like if, if I could put on my my HMD and explore other worlds, that's that's something I can't do in the real world, and I would love to do. You know, like if someone could do spore properly 
in VR, I'm there. <laughs> I don't see much reason to come out. I want to one day. I want to see a god simulation in VR, where any where you are master of this galaxy, solar system, whatever, and you and and it, you know. I, I hope with graphene processors and and you know, maybe quantum computers. I'm talking crazy, obviously. We'll be able to you know. Everyone will have their own. A universe, uh, sort of black. You know, remember the game yeah, Black and White? The, yeah, where yeah, you where yeah, you yeah. decide the fate of these th yeah, these these organisms. Yeah, I was talking to the guy from Leap Motion about a game like that. Actually, <laughs> I was like, oh, I could use this to make like a little world and squish people with my finger. Yeah, that'd be awesome. It would be insane. <laughs> and then and, and then all you know, if if we get to a point where like we can, you know, uh, turn these turn these civilizations these quote-unquote civilizations into like i don't know give them names give them you know a little bit of bite size of identities and and all of a sudden i wonder if like you know i i just i wonder Maybe we what... are that game ever think about that you're blowing my mind here buddy <laughs> it's a possibility there's actually a scientist like physicist looking into that yeah like making sure we're not in the matrix simulation no theory i think we we aren't <laughs> we very well might be we yeah. simulate all this shit yeah i don't like, know where i read this where like i i heard i read somewhere where like the human brain can't tell the difference whether you know the for all it knows the human brain could be inside of a vat or it could be inside your cranium and it wouldn't uh -huh. be able to tell the difference it's still living uh -huh. out a reality yeah. oh. it's just like our, our brain is basically doing that right it's just running simulations of crazy inputs like wrong inputs <laughs> a lot of the time you know we've got crappy eyes yeah can't see like hardly anything it's, it's, yeah it's really strange it's, it's so amazing yeah it's amazing to think about the, the most advanced computer in the universe is so flawed you know it, it's humbling to figure to to, to realize that well, yeah. as far as we know right yeah <laughs> that's the most advanced uh, yes, exactly. As far as we know, we are the most advanced computer in the universe, and yet we're so we're so flawed. We're still we still have you know there's still it's so easy to trick the human brain with with you know optical illusions, and it's yeah. you're seeing it with VR, you know, because I think you know just like how VR could be used to peer out into the world, P VR could be used to peer into our own minds, and I think one day people will realize you know in the, in, in the metaverse again rabbit hole but that we oh, are let me get my ball no, <laughs> <laughs> oh man i could have so many jokes about that right now um but yeah you know that we're not we're 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 not just american canadian nicaraguan syrian iraqi russian whatever we're human beings in yeah. the metaverse i feel like yeah it's gonna be yeah it's gonna like be weird some hackers manifesto shit right there for real yeah, and that's then, true, man. It's true. Like that, and that's one, like one of the things that kind of affects my my political views. You know, I was like, I'm very anti-nationalist. Like, it, it makes no sense to me to to think of yourself as like Canadian or American. You know, like I, I always want to write this story about a guy from you know some island out in the middle of the Pacific, and he like builds a boat to go explore the world. And what's going to happen to that poor guy? He's going to show up in the States and be turned around. You know, he thinks he just discovered a new universe. Hmm. <laughs> and no, get lost. What are you doing here? He's like, what do you mean? I'm a person too. Like, 
I'm just as, as I have just as much right to explore this planet and this universe as, as anyone. Yeah, so. it, it, it's amazing how much imaginary lines have defined the world we live in. And it's, yeah, it's, God, it's silly. <laughs> I mean, it's just silly. on the fundamental level, just fundamentally, dude, just just go down deep inside and think about, like, that thing on the map, that's an imaginary line, you know? That, yeah. uh, that, that you stole from somebody else's imaginary line, yeah. <laughs> probably, like, three times down the line, right? And that's the beauty of technology, that technology, I think, transcends uh, politics and nation nations you know the gutenberg machine and the and the impacts of the gutenberg machine are still being felt to this day and how many empires have fallen how many countries have been born since then you know it's i think vr is going to be the same thing there nations will fall others will rise and technology will still be the prevalent uh, a prevalent factor in, in human life yeah. You know what all I'm thinking about right now is how many people are going to be offended by this podcast and hate me. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to happen? I hope not. Uh, you, you know, the views expressed by anti-cleric are not necessarily reflective of Iris VR. <laughs> I feel like I need to say that. Yeah, no, they, they just need to smoke a joint and, and chill yeah. out. <laughs> I'm in Canada. It's okay. We can talk about that too. Yeah, hey, I'm in California and it's it's okay too. So yeah. it, it works out. Uh yeah, everyone needs to just... What's with the... This was my first time in California for SVBR. What's with all the signs about cancer everywhere? Wow. Do you... What, really? Yeah, like in the Starbucks, on their their counter, right beside where you pay, there was like a notice, this was like because of Proposition something or rather, that like said that there are things known to cause cancer in all of their baked goods and, and cups. And when I was waiting at LAX for my for my flight to San Jose, um, like in the waiting area in the airport, there were signs that said, I, I took a picture of the one, let me read you. <laughs> the sign said, like this is right where I'm sitting. Mm -hmm. It says, warning, this area contains chemicals known to the state of California to cause cancer and other birth defects or other human reproductive harm. Wow. Have you not seen these? Uh, you know, I, I, I've lived here so long that I just sort of see them Maybe as part of regular sounds. life. Yeah. Yeah. That's so weird to me. Here, let me pull a theory out of my ass. And yeah. I think the reason why these warning signs are out there is because there is, it's a big litigious society here. People sue up and down, uh, for whatever reason. And, um, I think that they're just covering, you know, Starbucks or the airport or whatever just covering their tracks because right. the sign so you can't say i got cancer from the airport yes <laughs> yes really that's I, that that could be one uh the, another thing is you know uh people are scared of cancer and people want to be aware of it uh so it's i guess it, it, it motivates and drives uh you know people that hate smokers yeah <laughs> right but yeah that's an interesting interesting thing you point out i, I it's it's so it's it's just a part of re regular life here that yeah i just overlook it i found that really strange what else did you find strange about california that was about it actually mm -hmm. you know to be honest well um i didn't spend any reasonable time in la but mountain view was beautiful it was 
you know, it's funny. It was actually colder in Mountain View than it was in Toronto at the same time. Damn. Uh, yeah, it was nice. It was really nice. And the people were totally cool. The, uh, if I ran into one of them on the streets of Toronto, I wouldn't know any different. Like, it was our, our people are the same. But that goes back to what we were saying, right? People are people. Yeah, and it, that's funny how. Toronto was warmer than Mountain View. Um, oh yeah, it gets really hot here in the summer. You don't even understand. We we had Brazilians that moved in next door mm-hmm. uh, last summer, and they got so sick from being out in the sun all day. They were like the whole family was in bed for like two days. Holy shit! So it gets I, I don't know what the equivalent is, but it gets to like forty five degrees Celsius and like super humid. It, it's like the heat is oppressive. Like you sweat just standing around oh. so it's like, yeah but, but we get the flip side too we freeze our asses off in the winter that is you guys live in a bipolar uh, and i'm sure toronto is in canada must be a beautiful fucking country but I, I, i'm spoiled here in california we we get it's man it stays pretty it's been staying constant like we skip winter in yeah. in san francisco and daily city this and and it's weird uh and i know this isn't in my mind, I, you know, I'm, I'm paranoid. I'm a weird guy. I think about, like, this is climate change. It's happening. It's already... Oh, yeah. No, well, it is anyway. Yeah, yeah. it is. And, uh, but how... Is this just something of getting used to, like, being able to withstand really, really hot during the summer and then really, really cold during the winters? <laughs> I don't know, because I've lived in it the whole time. It's like, <laughs> we bitch about it constantly. Like, I think that's the number one most talked about subject in Canada is the weather. Because it's like, it's so random, you know, like I, in, in spring, I don't know what the hell to wear. Like I could look at the weather channel or like the weather network or whatever. And they're like, uh, yeah, it's like a 50% rain chance and like, or like it could snow. Like You, you never know what's going to happen. Wow. We had a crazy ice storm this winter that was like, everything looked like glass. Everything was covered in ice so that it was like refracting the light and everything just looked like it was made out of glass. And the power went out for like three days over Christmas. Wow. Um, so that was a bit out of the ordinary. But, but it's funny, like at the end of the winter, we're bitching about winter and how we can't wait for summer. And then at the end of summer, we're bitching about the summer and how we can't wait for winter. <laughs> 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 so it's like, I don't know, you can't wait. It's a cycle. Of, it's, a, it's, a, it's like an abusive relationship with the weather. We Yeah. Yeah. We're stuck in but a there's cycle. A, there's something good about all the different kinds of weather, right? Uh, aside from the crazy extremes, of course. But like even that ice storm is beautiful. Like I sat out there and recorded like tons of footage, took millions of pictures. It's it's really interesting and nice. But it's like, yeah, it, it sucks. Did that ever? <laughs> That's why we, we we stay inside, and make video games a lot of the time. <laughs> 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 Trick make make, make small, video games. Joints. Have cyber sex in Second Life. What is the uh was was that is that unprecedented or are you is that every winter that you get like those sort of sort of ice oh, storms? Oh no, that ice storm was crazy. No, yeah. it'll be like it's there was one in Montreal like maybe I don't know ten twenty years ago that was really bad that knocked out the power for a long time. Wow. But uh, yeah, no, weather's getting crazier definitely, and you're right, it's it's climate change. Yeah, I and again going back to VR, the climate change is gonna be is gonna be one of the things that is going to to encourage us or incentivize us to stay indoors a little bit more and use the metaverse as our place of uh, you know communication and wealth creation, I guess. 
unless an ice storm knocks out your power. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and I thought it. I had it worked, all worked out. <laughs> I, I, I got a solar charger. I kept my PSP going the whole time. No. <laughs> That's about it. Love that, man. That's awesome. What kind of games are you playing on your PSP? Oh, nothing. No, it's all. It's like a first gen PSP. I, I think it's got Parappa, Parappa on it and uh, N Plus, but just because I worked on it. <laughs> you, uh, you, oh, Wipeout. Wipeout's the disc that's like actually in it. Nice. What are your favorite games of all time to play? Whew. Two top three. Uh, the Mass Effect series. Cool. Uh, were you, were you, by the way, were you content with Mass Effect 3's ending? No. <laughs> no, 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 not the first run, but when they, when they fixed it, it was a bit better. Okay. Um, but that didn't matter. That didn't matter. There was an article about that recently, like the, the plot in video games doesn't matter. I found that really interesting because most people don't finish them. And when you ask most people about games they they can't tell you the plot of the game they can tell you like experiences that happened during the game like they'll be like oh that part where you know sovereign was talking to me and it was like crazy and and deep and prophetic and stuff like they'll remember things like that but they won't remember how that relates to the the overarching plot of the game really i'm i feel like i'm not like most people because i i even stressed to the point where like i'm gonna finish this fucking game like it'll take yeah, me yeah well we're different right we're we're like hardcore as i guess yeah I'm, like for the general general population interesting huh and the plot doesn't matter what's the what's the reason why they think the plot doesn't matter because again it's just it's not like no the person attention. No one remembers. Uh... and they're generally by like you know kind of third rate writers anyway <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> it's true uh, but, like, just the fact that nobody finishes the game, you know, I think, like, I, I don't remember the exact statistic, but it was something like, you know, 15% of games ever get finished hmm. in general, so. It's a, it's, yeah, it's the same with books, or it's not, I don't know if it's the same ratio, but, like, a lot of people don't finish books, and. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, I'd say I don't finish one in, like, 10, 15 books, though, probably. I'm more like one in five. I don't really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm halfway through snow cra- uh, snow crash right now, and I like I keep trying. Me too. I don't, I don't know why. I just I don't really dig it. It's something I don't know. I just yeah. There's something about it. I was just it's man. I'm I'm sure it's a good read, but for me it's just it's just I guess it's just subjective. I I can't I can't you know I just can't get a flow going. I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, just it's too all over the place. Like I don't I don't really care about what's going on because at any moment their heads could be big and they're talking about spaghetti. Like what is this book about? <laughs> you know, it's like oh now we're talking to the mafia. Now we're back to a, a samurai and the metaverse and stuff. Like there's there's parts of it I like, but it's like it's not it's not grabbing me as a whole. Uh, I'll keep trying. Yeah, me too. <laughs> So what what other games are you are in your list? Uh, of all time, eh? Mm-hmm. That's a really hard question. It's not really something I've thought about a lot. Um, I was huge into Ultima Online, like when it first came out, and most people probably don't even know what that is. It's like the first MMO, like the first graphical MMO, anyway. Um, and I loved it because it was it was like lawless and crazy it was like a <laughs> total sandbox you know like 
I was afraid to leave town because there were murderers running around and they would kill you and take your shit, like everything you had on you. And it was like, just, just the fact that it was built around, you know, like real world laws made it so much fun for me. Like my heart would race when I was in a fight. Cause I was like, if I die, this guy is going to take all of my shit and I'm carrying like, <laughs> you know, a thousand gold and my vanquishing katana. So, and then when I got good at it, it was like, I was, you feel so badass because you're out there like hunting the killers and you take their head back to town and give it to a guard and you get their bounty and stuff. It was like, it was, it was like the hardcore of the hardcore games. That's so, amazing. Oh like man, that. I missed out on that one. Yeah. It changed anyway. They, uh, they, all the whiners, totally made it they, they may, ended up splitting it into two worlds so there was like a fairy like pvp free land yeah so that's so funny you can't murder anybody if there's no one there to murder <laughs> <laughs> we used to do so much funny shit in that like we would be like <clears throat> we would meet up with somebody at the bank and be like oh yeah i'll sell you my my sword just come back to my place and i'll sell it to you uh for cheap and then the guy would come into your house and you would stand in the doorway and block him from being able to run out and your buddy who was already like <gasps> his name was red from karma would kill him and take the money <laughs> like there was so much stuff like that it was like i guess you'd call it griefing now but it's not it didn't feel like griefing because it was like a real a real world right you were just being a, an asshole yeah that's crazy <laughs> That sounds good enough for me, man. Um, uh, I love so many games. Do you? Um, recently, uh, like games I platinumed on on the PS3 were like Red Dead Redemption was amazing. Yeah, it was. Uh, the, all, all all the most recent Grand Theft Auto games were really good, except for which one was four, where I never finished it because everyone yeah. kept fucking calling me and asking me to go bowling and shit, and I never finished the game. I never got into Grand Theft Auto Four either. Um, yeah. yeah, it was either 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 the world wasn't engaging enough for me, um, huh. or or it just it just didn't feel like I don't know. There was something about it. it just uh, hmm. Grand Theft Auto Five. I'm looking forward to to playing. Yeah, right? yeah. when it comes out on PC. Yeah. Yeah. Because all the mods and shit, I can't wait for that. That's gonna be yeah, insane. Exactly. Uh, or if Sony gives me a, a PS4 dev kit, maybe I'll get it. <laughs> would you be the guy? Would you try to mod it and make it uh and make it VR compatible? On on the PC? Mm-hmm. Oh sure, yeah. Well, try to give it a that'll be done right away. Like the Borpex guys or whatever, somebody will take care of it right away. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that would be that would be insane. Um, I mean, I don't know how crazy it would be though. Like those games are really meant to be played third person, right? Yeah. Like, what do you think in terms of you know i wonder about that like do you think that uh having this does that worry you that these 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 triple a games are, are going to be released and there's going to be demand i i feel like from gamers that are going to want to experience those games in vr do you think yeah. does that do you think that'll take away from from the original the indie developers and the stuff that is made for vr i think for the first little while anything that they do that with is just going to suck, right? Yeah. Like, like the, if the AAAs don't care right now, and I'm sure a few of them do, we just don't know about it. Yeah. But, like, if they don't care, then, yeah, it'll just, it'll suck. Um, like, 
there's whole new ways to make games. Like, like making a game in VR is nothing like, well, it is, but it's not. You know, like you have to start from the ground knowing like this is going to be VR. So I think for the first little while, indies are going to rule, um, hopefully. Hmm. And then uh, like once once people figure it out, like I'll just be blown away by the stuff the AAAs make. Like if, if they learn a lesson from, from the early days. What lesson would that be? That would be, oh, jeez, <laughs> put me on the spot. Sorry. <laughs> I obviously, I, I don't know that I have the answer, but mm -hmm. like, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of lessons to be learned. That you know, just just being somewhere believable and interesting is is so much more powerful than whatever your gameplay mechanic is. Yeah. You know, like being able to exist in a world it's like you're given a like a holodeck or a teleporter you know like you can go you can actually go somewhere crazy and whatever happens there is just icing on the cake but like i think that that's that's a huge lesson like you can't cut corners on on making your your universe believable mm. unless you're doing something like a like just a binky like candy crush head game or something right true so, so what scares you most? The uh, a zombie apocalypse or a robot war? I'm not scared of a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, I'm hoping for it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome in a zombie apocalypse. I've got like, I got my nunchucks, my swords. I'd be, I'd love a zombie apocalypse. What's your strategy going going into the zombie apocalypse? How are you gonna survive it? I would steal a bike mm -hmm. and go north with my family. Mm. Uh, Probably somewhere cold enough to freeze them out. Hmm. Um, uh, uh, assuming that works. <laughs> I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know what your zombie lore is. But, uh, but yeah, go north. Get the hell out of the city right away because people are way worse than zombies. Yeah. Uh, I'm about to play The Last of Us and, and I'm expecting a lot of that, you know, dealing oh, with yeah. people. On PS3? Uh -huh. No, it's Xbox, right? PS3. Oh, PS3, yeah. Yeah. It, I haven't played any console games in a long time. I, I hope that comes out on PC eventually. For sure, it's a yeah. Everyone that I've talked to, they're like, dude, dude, it's it's a work of art. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so why why not the robot war? Why why doesn't that scare you? No, the robot war might scare me. Yeah. Um, yeah, robots robots are kind of scary. Did you see Obama get scared by the Honda robot? Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. That's what he said. He's like, it scared me. Um, <laughs> That's crazy. Robots are scary, man. Especially like when they get when they get intelligent, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's scary because then you know it won't take them long to be smarter than us, and then what good are we? Yeah. So that yeah, that scares me. <laughs> but hopefully we can we can work something out. Maybe all right, robot that's so smart. Please just build me something that lets me travel the universe and be uh, be immortal or something. So we, don't, we don't have to fight. Yeah. Ah, that's actually not a bad idea. Thinking about how we could negotiate with them. Do you think they'll come down to the negotiating table and be like, all right, we're, we're game? Or... I don't know. It's so, so up in the air, like, what what could happen, right? Mm -hmm. You ever read, like, uh, like Ray Kurzweil's stuff? Like, uh, the singularity is near? Yeah, I'm familiar with a lot of it, yeah. Yeah, so he's got, like, a really nice vision of, of the future. Like, you know, we'll replace 
our neurons one at a time so that we won't notice the transition and, and we will become the intelligent robots, right? Mm. Uh, which would be great. That would be ideal. But yeah, I, don't know. I remember the first time I saw like the, the first version of the Honda robot, like the P1 that they showed. And it was this hulking, scary, like battery on legs. And it was like, like walking towards the camera and I almost crapped myself, man. It was like, that's a scary thing. Like, <laughs> what are you doing against that? Shit. Yeah. yeah there's a lot of apocalypse is scary. It is. It is pretty scary. Um, because they would win. And... Yeah. <laughs> Hands down. Like, especially if, if we made them smarter than us. Mm-hmm. And then once they're as smart as us, they can make themselves smarter than us and then make themselves even smarter. So, like, we're screwed. Yeah, unless we're able to, like, maybe like Kurzweil says, augment our, augment our brains and we can be... Do you think yeah. we can keep up one-on-one with, with them, with, with having cyborg implants and all that stuff? Well, I'd, I'd prefer that to come first, right? Like, mm-hmm. if, we, if we could turn ourselves into machines while still keeping our, our consciousness. Are you personally but, inclined to do that? Would you, would you personally try to, try to? Yeah, sure. I would, you know, well, I say that now, but I'd like, uh, I'd, I'd love to live forever. I don't want to die. High five. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you on that. Dying sucks, man. Like I, I, I enjoy a lot of, like even just little things, you know, mm-hmm. and like being able to, to go and explore the universe. I can be, like a robot during it. I don't care what I am as long as I, I gain knowledge and appreciate it. It's great. Yeah. But the universal end eventually too. So <laughs> I guess we can't live forever, forever. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, let's see, like everything comes back to some sort of dystopian, <laughs> disappointing future. Unless, yeah, unless we're able to cross dimensions and cross into another universe that's a bit younger, and that's crazy talk. But you know, who knows? Uh, and yeah, I'm with you on that. I feel like I, I feel like I don't know how long I'm gonna live, but I'm aiming for a hundred years old. I want to see the year 2087, uh-huh. and and see what the fuck is going to happen around that time. But but even that, I don't think that's enough. I because I, I want to learn. I want to know more. And the, one lifetime is not enough. To know all the things there is to know, and I will never—you'll never know all the things there is to know. But I, I don't maybe know. Maybe we can finally pick up that math we're missing. <laughs> yes, that is my life goal—to become, yeah, to be, be be able to understand quantum mechanics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just yeah, I feel like one lifetime is not enough, and exploring the universe or even the solar system would be amazing to me. That would be yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see where that all that goes. You excited for for Io Moon? Uh, the the one where they're going to Mars or the? No, they're going to Io. What what are they doing? Enlighten me this one on this. Oh one. no, it's a it's a it's a game. Uh, what's a or like a Rift experience? I've heard it's of it. Head Trip Games, I think. Okay. The guy making it? Yeah, it looks beautiful. It's like it's like the surface of Io. Which is a, a moon of Jupiter, mm-hmm. for those not unaware, uh, and it's like all like erupting volcanoes and stuff, and and you go underground and it's just crazy like furry worms. It it looks really good. Like the art is spot on. I can't wait. Uh, Io is my favorite body in our solar system. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check it out and check out yeah, those guys. Yeah, I think there's a demo, not a playable demo, but if you go on a site, there's like there's like Rift screenshots so you can 
That'd be yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I you know going back to the whole uh, Ultima Online and how that anarchy plays itself out. Do you think uh-huh. that we? Mm, do you think that we will have that sort of thing happen in in VR where we will play out anarchy and and I don't I don't know what does that tell tell you know tell us about ourselves that you know once we have this free world where we can die anytime we'll, we'll just go wild. Yeah, I don't know. I think well, for, hopefully for the first while. Like this is something that I look forward to with Facebook, um, the Facebook acquisition is that. Hopefully they'll they'll make a world where I can choose who who is there with me, right? Mm-hmm. Like Facebook, you choose your friends, and unlike Second Life, you know, like the reason I don't like Second Life is because I end up with some weirdo trying to like do me with a strap on. <laughs> it's like I'd rather not sorry about that. that. I want I want to be able to you know pick pick my friends. Yeah, <laughs> basically. So uh, I'm sure, like, there's no reason to not have places where it's complete anarchy. Like, that's why first-person shooters are are so big, right? Like, people just want to go out and destroy. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I I enjoy doing both. I enjoy creating and destroying. Some people just like to destroy. Some people just like to create. So there's I think there's room for everything. And uh, eventually, like the way things are going, you know, every everyone can create what what they want. You know, like the like with customization and stuff like that, and these these tools getting easier to use. Hopefully, more people will enjoy creating as well as destroying. And it won't need to be total anarchy. I've never thought of the idea that you just, you just brought up with Facebook in terms of being able to pick your own friends and living in this. I guess I I, I don't know I don't know if walled garden would be the proper word to use, but I think. Mm-hmm you would be able to have this this safe sort of place in inside the Facebook metaverse where you're just surrounded by the people you friended and yeah exactly that'd be that'd be actually that'd be pretty sweet uh, think yeah. about it that'd be pretty <laughs> it'd be sweet good. well it'd be a good start anyway mm-hmm. the problem is once you live in there permanently <laughs> how are you making more friends right shit that's I guess, true i guess you go out you can go out into the the internet at large you know meet other people out there yeah that's true but yeah, you need, a, you need a safe zone. I agree. What do you think that would look and, like? And it would be great if Second Life had, like, like for sure in Second Life you can have a safe zone. The problem is not enough people play it. It's not accessible enough to everyone, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, I, I couldn't get my girlfriend to play it or, like, even, even my best friend I couldn't get to play it. So, I don't know what it would look like. You know what else? Like Second Life, but better. <laughs> it's it's coming it'll come i think it's just a matter of time in, in terms of what do you think are, are we talking about safe zone in terms of privacy because that's another thing that i think about like you know i don't if in the facebook metaverse i don't want my mom and my grandmother uh because now my mom is on facebook i don't want her to know that i'm spending eight hours a day on the oculus rift porn app uh yeah. you know that's and so I wonder, like, is safe zone, do you mean, like, incognito mode, where anything you do out there in the metaverse will be... Every, everything needs an incognito mode. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's a necessity. You know, like, I, I don't worry too much about privacy when it comes to things like Facebook, where it's clearly not a private thing. This is a It's a social network. It's called that for a reason, right? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, incognito mode's a necessity, and if... If it's not something offered, it's something that people hack out of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, 
I hear people complaining about ads all the time on Facebook. I've never seen an ad on Facebook. I just install an ad blocker. You know, <laughs> like, nice. how hard is that? Yeah. But there's there's always a, a way around around things, and if you know, it's just like in meat space. If you don't want your mom to know you're jerking off, then you you go somewhere where your mom doesn't know where you are. True, <laughs> true. Like, yeah, or you wait for her to go to sleep. So yeah, that yeah, works. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> not, I mean, again, not that I'm uh, uh, distilling any of my own state secrets <laughs> or condoning <laughs> or condoning masturbation. <laughs> Uh, do, actually, I, I condone do, masturbation. Do kids, yeah. yeah, go go, <laughs> totally, go do it. Yeah. <laughs> do, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That it's gonna be a crazy crazy world. Do you think it's gonna be? Uh, do you think VR will will change who we are as humans? What it what it means to be human being? Uh, just on the philosophical level thing. Uh, definitely. Like if it's if it if it becomes as big as I don't see why it wouldn't like I I can't think of a reason to not enjoy it um you know like like it really can be the final medium uh, aside from like an actual holodeck and and replicators which I'm sure we'll also make one day Mm -hmm. um but for the time being yeah it will be very very transformative at least for the first world anyway right yeah um because of things like everything, education, medicine, even just like entertainment, it's uh, it's gonna affect everybody, and hopefully socially as well, right? Like like we were just talking about, it would be great to be able to hang out with with people that might not have a rift right now, but like you know, in a really good metaverse, what what's to stop you from going and and you know maybe maybe visiting mom more often, you know, like she called. She called me while I was on the podcast, but I had her on mute. <laughs> Be nice to like go go and visit mom without having to go like you know to a different town. Yeah, I feel like the impacts to the to to develop developed countries will will be felt immensely, and I don't think the developed world developing world will be far behind. Uh, just because of the whole uh, the smartphone revolution yeah, exactly. that is happening like, so, all over. Cell phones show us that that that's you know. Yeah, not even lack of money will stop the transformative technology from from spreading. Exactly, because ten years from now, the smartphone that I'm carrying in my pocket will be probably—it's not far-fetched to think that it will be probably just as fast as not probably is not if not twice as fast as the laptop on, on I'm using right now. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, it's, it yeah, it's exciting to think about how the whole metaverse could be uh, encapsulated uh, and everybody in the world would be, could be touched by it. Because, you know, that's that's where Android VR comes in. I think that Android is the elephant in the room that not many people are paying attention to. But, you know, with the smartphone holders and, I don't know, Game Face perhaps, like I think, uh, like Duravis Dive, like I think... Android platform could be the elephant in the room, uh, at least at least for the developing countries. I don't know. I just saw an article actually that uh, Samsung just announced that they're, or I don't know if they announced it or it was a leak or something, but they're working on an HMD also. Hmm. Which uh, <laughs> Samsung's got everything they need. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are they missing? Yeah. And they've got they've got it all. So. I don't see why, yeah, everyone wouldn't just be, you know, walking around with their AR, VR device in, the, in their sunglasses, 
So it'll be. Do you think it's just a matter of time before Google, Apple, uh, the other, uh, you know, other LG, they start jumping in on the uh, on VR somehow? Uh, I think like well, right now it doesn't really affect things like Google, right? Like you're still going to you're still going to use Google as much as you were before, regardless of whether you're in your VR headset half your life. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I don't know why they they would jump on it. Like, I'm sure they will support software at the beginning, like, but I don't think there's any reason for them to get into hardware. Yeah. It's just like, you know, console gaming's big. Where's Google's console? They've been, you know, it's just not necessary. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, everybody, everybody will be on board somehow eventually right whether it's you're you're visiting the apple store in in uh in the metaverse rather than rather than physically and we know for sure that mozilla is is on board on this you know they the guy came up on the 60 second pitch and saying hey i'm with mozilla and we want to know how we can integrate vr or use vr in our browser right that's that's exciting to hear uh yeah I'm sure it wasn't exciting for Janice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, especially since he just changed the name from from uh, Jan- or from what was it? Firebox to... Uh... Firebox. Is that what it was? Yeah, Firebox. That's, that's a horrible name. <laughs> no, it's a good thing he changed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Firebox brings the wrong, the wrong things to mind. <laughs> <laughs> I actually know that guy. He's, uh, he was at SVBR, but... Uh, yeah, James. At the meetup here in, in Toronto. He's from Toronto also. Awesome. Yeah, shout out to James. It was funny. That's I cool. went up. Like, no, nobody knew who I was. And uh, there was a couple talks that day. It was, like, my first or second meetup there. And I was like, hey, can I just go up and, like, tell people what I'm working on and maybe drop a trailer unannounced? And he's like, yeah, sure. Like, the organizer. So I go up and I'm like, I'm like, hey, my name's Blair. I'm, I'm working on a game called Technolust. And uh, <laughs> guy from Janice VR stands up. Oh, what's his name? I know his name. James McRae. James. James McRae, yeah. I hate my name slip your mind like that. He stands up and he's like, oh my god, you're the fucking technolist guy? Let me shake your hand. Like, while I'm up on stage, I'm like, oh my god. (laughs) It's it's embarrassing how many times that's happened since then. Like, just in random places. That's awesome. Obviously at SVVR that happened quite a few times, but... Cool. Were you expecting? Were you expecting that sort of uh, reception or that excitement towards Technolus and and your your presence? No, I wasn't expecting that sort of like excitement. Like I knew it was it was good. Yeah. <laughs> like I thought it was. Like that's the reason I was making it because I didn't I didn't like a lot of the stuff that was out there and I thought things needed to be better. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I wasn't expecting. Like a guy came up to me at the bar uh, like two weeks ago. I was just sitting there having a drink with my partner and talking, talking to the photo scanning guys. And some guy comes up and he's like, he's like, Hey, sorry to interrupt, but are you the technolist guy? <laughs> I was like, are you fucking kidding? <laughs> and he like pulls up his chair and sits down and like wants to chat with us. I'm like, Oh my God, this is crazy. That's amazing. I think it's Toronto though. I think like Toronto's very tech oriented. It's like, it's like Silicon Valley North, right? Mm-hmm. Like everybody here, like there's probably more riffs in Toronto than, and the rest of Canada combined. So I think I'm, I'm just lucky. <laughs> but, 
Yeah, I've had my share of uh, I've I've had a, a experience with with a few Toronto startups like that that specifically are working in in VR AR. For example, I don't know if you heard of the Sulon Cortex. Is no. these guys from Nor Toronto? They have this thing. It's like an augmented reality helmet thing. That uh, it's an interesting interesting thing. But that's cool. What what do you think is the what is the Toronto meetup VR you know scene looking like these days? That's pretty good. I mean, yeah. like well. I a bit biased i did a talk in the last one mm. so um yeah it's good it's like i don't know i think there were like 60 people there last time yeah we need to change venues though it's we're like in this tiny little cramped bar with like i don't know in in general are do you, when you approach people and they ask you like what are you working on what do you do what, you know and then you bring up vr or or in general are people are, you know how are people reacting Oh, in general, like it, like around my house in the neighborhood. No yeah, one knows yeah. what the hell I'm talking about. Okay. But uh, yeah, <laughs> but I think like like gamers and and you know techie people know right away and they they think it's cool. But I think they also if if they already know about the new VR revolution, they know about Technolust also. So those are the guys that are like, oh my god, you're the Technolust guy, <laughs> because there's like crossover, right? They like. If they know VR and they're from Toronto, they know Technolust. <laughs> so. Awesome. What motivates you personally to to be in VR? Oh, I just I love it. Mm -hmm. Like, what's what's not to love? Yeah. It's like it's so exciting. Uh, everything. Yeah, it's like being able to create worlds. Like, what? That's awesome. Yeah, I agree. What is and so uh, in terms of where this is this this train is headed in in the direction it's headed in what what do you think is the least ideal direction for the vr industry to head in what 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 does that look like what would that look like um i don't know i think i don't i don't think i worry so much about what what people are making for vr because everybody makes their own choice what they what they what they use in 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 vr right it's just like anything. It's like you know, millions of people like liked Britney Spears. That doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> you know, like I don't like it, but whatever. Mm -hmm. People like shitty things sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I'm not I'm not worried about that. I'd be more worried about just I don't know. No, nothing. I don't know. I, like like you said. Uh, it's people. People. People are the problem. Ignorant people that like shitty things are, are always going to be shitty. <laughs> like so. Like as long as I can do what I want with VR, I don't. I don't see it going wrong. Like if, if unless people stop kind of worrying about the real world and there are people out here doing bad things and we're kind of ignoring them. And, and kind of going into our own worlds, I guess that would be a problem. Yeah. Uh, Do you think there were gonna be uh, there's gonna be v, VR crime eventually? The, there, there's gonna be actual laws in the books that are gonna be specifically directed towards crime and, and virtual reality. Oh sure, sure. Mm. Uh, well, like right away, just general general technology rules, right? Like, well. Like any 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 laws that are based on the internet, yeah, go over right away. I can't think of anything specifically VR that would be, you know, unless you can figure out how to hack 
into someone's ATMD and blind them or something, or <laughs> like, like I, I, I can't think of any way to, to harm people, but I'm, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure something will come up. Yeah, same here. Uh, what's your favorite color? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of changed over the years. It, it used to be purple when I was a kid, hmm. but now I'd say green. <laughs> Why the color green? I like green too. Green, um, I, green's been my favorite color for a long time now, and I think I, I, I've heard this uh, from like an evolutionary standpoint. We can distinguish more shades of green than any other color, huh. just because that's like how we used to have to navigate, right? Mm. Like we used to be able to t- have to tell, like, oh, that's a slightly different green. That's the way I want to go. Mm. Um, that's yeah, awesome. I don't know. I just like green. That's fascinating. Well, what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? I am allergic to chocolate, huh. so I am biased. <laughs> Basically, anything delicious without chocolate in it is amazing. Nice. Uh, I like 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 pecan, ripple, <laughs> like stuff like that, like ultra sweet things. Nice. Uh, what was gonna ask you? Oh man, what was the other one? Oh, I had a really good one too. Oh man. Blair and all, it has been a pleasure. I just, I'm just, this is where I'm like, oh, what was I? I had a really good one. Yeah. Um, this is this is gonna be an amazing podcast. This is gonna top Palmer Lucky's uh conversation for sure. Oh God, I hope so. I, I, but I hope. Oh, that was an amazing podcast, by the way. I just finished listening to that. Yeah. Uh, I, don't want to stop you from getting rid of me, but but yeah, it was really good. It was funny because it's just like I tweeted out. I was like, breaking news: Palmer Lucky likes playing video games and enjoys sci-fi. Yeah. <laughs> I was like yeah, of course. Like he's just a dude, man. He's like, you no, know, like, he's a, he's a smart dude, but like, yeah, he's just a regular guy. It's great. Yeah, it, it's a it's a it was a funny thing to see him uh just sort of late chill out and lay back and uh, yeah yeah he was answering VR questions but I I also tried to get him to say other other stuff and yeah, yeah. you asked him about porn I heard that yeah. <laughs> I have to. I have to. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, it, it came, he came off as a really just regular dude. I like, you know, I like how he likes Arnold movies. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, fucking, uh, my Predator is my favorite Arnold movie. Oh yeah, Predator is amazing. I just like the score to Predator is like one of the best scores to a movie too. I love that. What was, what's your dinner, favorite? Dinner, dinner. <laughs> what's your favorite Arnold movie? My favorite Arnold movie. Uh, I'm a fan of Total Recall. Hmm. That's that's gonna be uh, reflected in in Technolust for sure. Yeah, <laughs> gonna be a lot of references to Total Recall. Awesome, I'm excited. Yeah. Well, again, uh, Blair oh, Predator. Predator is definitely my favorite Arnold movie. Predator? Yeah. Did, yeah. What do you think of Predator Two? Yeah, it's good too. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like Predator Two. James yeah. Glover. Yeah, mm-hmm. It wasn't bad. Yeah, I think. But yeah, Predator One was by far better. What about Terminator? What? Which one was your favorite of all the? Did they come out with four now? Uh, I, well, I don't know. Three was horrible. Yeah, two, I, two, two, I definitely liked. I don't. I, I've seen one a bunch of times, but I haven't seen it recently. So, like, I don't. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> yeah, the the Terminator soundtrack. I think the theme, the main theme song, has been yeah. stuck in my head forever. It's just like it's used all the time. Like, it's just yeah, reference and stuff. It's good. Yeah, I like it a lot. Uh, yeah, Terminator. That's a yeah. That was a good movie. I think one of my the fir- one of my first porns that I've ever seen 
was a uh, was a take on it was a a parody or I guess a an interpretation of Terminator Terminator and it was right. called uh, the Penetrator. Right. <laughs> it's just. Oh, I got a question for you. What's your favorite porn title of all time? <laughs> Damn, that's a good one. Oh, I was. I'm, I'm on this pirate board and it, it puts like new porn up every day too, so I have to read through all the, all the titles and they're hilarious sometimes. Uh, so. I you know I gotta I gotta stick with that one. I gotta say that the Penetrator okay. is probably yeah one of my one of my favorite ones just because it's just so ominous. It's like he's coming. <laughs> my mine is uh my squirteenth birthday. <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah, that, that's, I need this. That's uh. That, You're gonna go look it up now, right? Hell you? yeah! All right, <laughs> Renaud. Looks like I got things to do. Uh, it's been an amazing time speaking with you. Thanks so much for being so open and like you know, so chill and cool and. Fuck, I love Canadians. Um, what are no you? Problem. I hope it doesn't hurt me. <laughs> no, I, I hope so too. Please, you know, uh, Blair is a wonderful man, and Technolust is an amazing game. Uh, you know, regardless of his views, <laughs> um, <laughs> he's an. Uh, I, I highly, highly recommend Technolust. It's it's gonna be an amazing, amazing game. I can't wait for it. And you know, you ha you have been a true scholar and gentleman of virtual reality. dude. Thanks so much for your time. How can people t stay in touch and support you and and keep in you know. Keep keep tabs with what you're up to. Oh, right now I'm pretty elusive. You can get me on uh, on Reddit, uh, anti cleric, and I'm on uh, the Twitters at anti cleric. And uh, yeah, we're we're gonna have a website up soon for for Iris VR specifically. Like right now, it's kind of piggybacking on our other company. So cool. Yeah. Um. Well, I'll put all that. Uh, good stuff. All that information in the show notes. And uh, once again, thanks. Thanks a lot for your time. It's been Thank awesome. Thank you. It's been a blast.